This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. Uh, apologies for there being no show yesterday. Uh, I was doing a thing. I can show you what that thing is right now. Come on, Tomo. Who'd have thought the Guna Talk video at the Emirates had a penalty with the chance to embarrass Charlie's earlier effort? Let's have a look. (laughs) So, yes, uh, I know for those listening on audio that. Uh, 20 second clip was not the most <laughs> beneficial thing for you but hop over to YouTube and you'll be able to see exactly what it was um, but I was at the Emirates yesterday uh, the media day uh, which was uh, an amazing experience uh, I've got a lot more clips uh, a lot more footage to put together I'm going to try and do a dedicated video to that um, where I'll show you a lot of what went on but uh, it was an amazing experience but <laughs> I, I'm in so much pain this morning i really i really did give it like everything i could which i probably shouldn't have done because actually tomorrow i'm also supposed to be playing football at molyneux uh, which is wolverhampton's ground uh in a charity match which um yeah i don't know how useful i'm gonna be because yeah i, I was just saying to, to my wife um yeah i always kind of laugh at the people when they say oh everything hurts and i'm like well no come on what 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 actually is the matter well my knees hurt, my legs hurt, my sides hurt, my arm hurts, my chest hurts, my my, my traps really hurt in my back rather ridiculously. So you might see me doing this a lot during this show. Um, my shoulders are quite achy. Yeah, it's um, I'm aching. I'm aching a lot um, this morning. So... Um, but a massive congratulations to the independents uh, who won the uh, the media day tournament. There was five uh, seven aside games. Uh, we didn't win any. <laughs> we lost three and drew two. But the two that we did draw, uh, we were quite happy about. Um, so there were two really good 
uh, amount of games and uh, yeah, recorded some other stuff as well. So hopefully I'll be able to put all of that together and uh, get a video out. I can confirm, spoiler alert, that Charles Watts scored a pretty good goal for our team. So uh, I look forward to showing that off as soon as I get all the footage. Um, Jose, good morning to you, to Granddaddy Guna. Good morning to Matt G, to Stephen. Good morning to Wilson, Penny Wing. Good morning to Martin, Norwegian Guna, Johnny, Matt G, uh, NSW. Uh, Juram, good morning to Mr. SNLO. Good morning to Stephen, uh, Steve, Penny Ween. Uh, we've got Dave, we've got Guna Jake, Darren. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. We very much, uh, uh, very much appreciate it. Very much appreciate it indeed. Right, let's get on with today's stories and then we'll go to the chat box for um, for part two. Uh, so let's get on with these. Uh, we start with Alessio Russo's agents who supposedly met with Arsenal over a potential free move. Uh, Arsenal really would love to add Alessia to the women's team for next season. So they've got that additional depth of quality in the forward line with Beth Mead and Viv Miedemar, of course, still recovering from their serious knee injuries. That's according to Sam Luckhurst of the Manchester Evening News. So fingers crossed we can get a very, very uh, good player in uh, for no transfer fee at all because a contract at Manchester United has ran out. So hopefully Arsenal can get hold of a very, very good forward indeed. Uh, William Saliba's wage demands have supposedly shocked Arsenal. That's according to Mark Irwin of the Sun, which reported yesterday, causing quite a stir online. Uh, I've personally got no... I can't corroborate the claim. Um, all I know is that the club still remain confident about uh, Saliba's contract situation, that they're hopeful that indeed they will be able to renew his deal. Uh, according to SpotRack, he's on around uh, £40,000 per week as his current wage. Suggestions from Mark Owen were that the wage demands were around £120,000. I did see Harry Simeon of Chronicles of Aguna tweets, um, which if you're not subscribed, make sure you are. I did see Harry tweet saying that he'd spoken to a contact of his suggesting that that £120,000 per week offer was a previous offer and that the, the current offer that's been made is, is higher than that or isn't that specifically but you would assume it would be higher um i'm still not you know i'm still not jumping on the horse of of really panicking um there's a lot of discussions on social media yesterday getting back to that whole loan thing i really don't get the whole criticism of the loan situation i i think arsenal handled handled it perfectly i think we saw the benefit of saliba last season because of those loan spells when he was before he left to go to Marseille he was uh he came back into the group he of course played in um he played in that remember that MK Dons friendly um that he had I think that was the year before and Mikel Arteta just felt he wasn't quite ready he went on loan in the January to to Nice had a decent time in in Nice it wasn't you know amazing but he was very decent uh still very raw and needed to develop some more and Arsenal enabled him to do that by playing every single week at Marseille it was perfectly handled in the end the only mistake Arsenal made was that time where we didn't get him on loan quick enough and we then didn't register him for the Europa League that's the only mistake that we really made with uh Saliba but last season showed exactly how much um, we have been kind of awaiting his arrival. The fans have shown everything they can to know that, you know, he is very much valued at the club. And the club have done that as well because he's used him in every single opportunity possible last season. So, you know, it's you can't really ask, I don't think, anymore. If there is a grudge being held, which some people have suggested, I think that's on Saliba, not the club at this point, because, you know, you've been brought back in, you've been integrated into the squad, you've played regularly for the last two to three seasons and are now raised up to be one of the best young centre-backs in the world. 
Does he deserve to command a massive wage? Yes, he does. Should he be asking for a massive wage? Yes, he should, because that's what he can do. He's got a year left on his deal. His representatives will certainly be commanding a big, big fee, and you cannot blame them for that. And I think, personally, Arsenal should pay up. I think we should absolutely be paying him £200,000 per week if that is indeed what he wants. I would absolutely pay that. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to hopefully this saga coming to an end this summer, and I'm hopeful that Arsenal indeed will get William Saliba signed up to a brand new contract. Uh, Arsenal target Gabri Vega, uh, the Celta Vigo attacking midfielder, is said to be attracting interest from plenty of Premier League clubs, including both Arsenal and Newcastle, says Fabrizio Romano, uh, and is available this summer for that €40 million Euro release clause, so around £36 million. He's been very, very good in La Liga this season. Arsenal are on the lookout for a creative goal-scoring midfielder, hence their interest in a number of other players like Mason Mount. Um, no move has yet been made, but Celta Vigo will not be selling for anything less than that €40 million Euro buyout clause. Um, so if Arsenal want him, they're going to have to pay that amount of money to get him. And speaking of potential players who could, of course, also move to the Emirates this summer, uh, James Madison in that creative attacking midfield role. Um, Newcastle and Arsenal, according to Fabrizio Romano, are indeed the two clubs that want Madison. Leicester would be looking for something as close to £50 million as possible. But that relegation, of course, um, may put extra pressure on them. However, because there's so many teams that are interested in James Madison, Leicester will hope to still maximise the amount of money that they intend to make off any potential sale. But Arsenal still very much interested in Madison. But if they don't get him, maybe they will turn to that Gabri Vega that we just spoke about. Now, Yuri Tillemann, sticking with Leicester, is set indeed to leave on a free this summer. That has been confirmed. Several clubs are interested. We know Arsenal have had an interest in the past. I've reported this myself. And last summer, I told you that Arsenal were willing to wait until the summer of 2023 in order to sign him on a free because they felt as though Leicester's price tag was just far too high for a player of the year left on their deal. I don't know at this point in time whether or not they plan on making good on that kind of promise. That was their thought process a year ago. But fast forward to 2023 and things have changed a lot. Tillemans' profile has kind of dipped somewhat and their profile targets are now significantly higher than they were back in the summer of 2022. So let's see what happens with Tillemans. But he's on the market. He will be looking for a club. But there is plenty of interest in the player from both in England and abroad as well. Now, according to Santi Ona uh, of Foot Mercato, Arsenal are set to apparently make an offer for Elia Wahi, who is the Montpellier young forwards. I can't say I know too much about the striker, and if indeed these links do uh, increase and do um, kind of become more serious, you can be sure that we'll be covering the player in the very near future. But he scored plenty of goals in Liga last season. What does perplex me somewhat about this link is that Arsenal themselves have a young striker who has scored a lot of goals in Liga in following Balogun. Does it make that much sense to allow Balogun to leave and sign Wahi? Maybe because he's more willing to be a competitor to Jesus, where Balogun isn't necessarily willing to be uh, a competitor. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it would happen. Maybe they prefer his profile. Maybe they think the characteristics in his game are more suited to Arsenal's system than what Balogun's are. There are still questions, though, I think are definitely worthy of asking. Um, but uh, yeah, El Yawahi, uh, a player that has been linked with Arsenal and apparently the club are set to make an offer according to Foot Mercato. Um, and our final headline story of today is, of course, that of Declan Rice. Now, despite talks uh, with Bayern, we told you uh, the reports coming out from Germany that Thomas Tuchel, Florian Pletterberg, uh, reported that Thomas Tuchel had actually spoken directly with Declan Rice 
The decision on his side of things at this moment in time is that he still prefers to stay in London uh, and Arsenal remain to be, or at least in England, but certainly it seems in London as well. And Arsenal continue to be the favourites to land Declan Rice. Uh, We will know obviously more about this and we'll see a lot more movement on this after the UEFA Conference League final, which I believe is on the 7th of June uh, next week. Uh, So that will be when I think things will start moving significantly faster. Um, But let's wait and see and see what happens with this. Um, We'll continue to update if there are any further updates to be had. I did see a report yesterday claiming um, that Arsenal are kind of acting a little bit similar to... um, Real Madrid in terms of their approach where they're trying to like behind the scenes get that um, personal agreement kind of in place before they then move for the player after he then becomes available and after the competitions are kind of done and they've put a lot of work into this as well Um, if Arsenal don't end up getting Declan Rice it is going to it's not going to look great Um, and only if the club that ends up getting him pays a silly amount of money or pays him far 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 more wages than Arsenal were ever willing to offer him uh, is it going to be um, something where we can maybe look at it with more reasonable thought about why Arsenal missed out on him? But Arsenal continue to be confident in this deal. They continue to lead the race with Declan Rice and will hopefully end up getting him this summer. I would love, love to get him. Um, it would be a fantastic addition to the squad. Now, tonight, we will be doing another tactical breakdown, this time on Ivan Fresnader. Of course, you can watch our most recent tactical breakdown on Sasha Bowie, um, Reese Turnalar. Turkish football expert um, has been speaking to us about him. And of course, with there being any links to other Turkish players or players from the Turkish league, you can be sure that we'll be covering them on the show with Reese. Um, but I'm going to be joined by Curran from the Ball Over Passion show, uh, who's been talking about Ivan Fresneda for quite some time. He's a big fan of the player. And I thought who better, therefore, to come on and have a chat about the Spanish right back, give you some insight into who he is, what he could bring to the team, and uh, why indeed he is the right choice, apparently, for Arsenal to move for the player. So that is going to be at 8 p.m. UK time tonight. So make sure that you join us this evening for that show. I'm very much looking forward to it. You know I love my (laughs) tactical breakdowns. But uh, just quickly also speaking of Sasha Bowie, he did get called up to the uh, France under-21 squad for the uh, under-21 European Championships this summer. And also another thing on tactical breakdowns, for those that have wondered if they were listening on audio where it was, the tactical breakdowns don't come out on audio platforms because there's so much visual stuff with them. I only release them on YouTube. So if you do want to see the Sasha Bowie um, tactical breakdown, you'll have to hop over to YouTube to watch it because uh, it is more of a visual show with lots of graphics and work that goes into it. But uh, yeah, I'd recommend you do that. But yes, he got called up to the 21 squads, as did Mohamed Simakan, uh, the RB Leipzig defender that's been linked with Arsenal as well. So we might get a good chance to see both of them play. Bowie was actually the only player outside of Europe's top five leagues to get called up to the France under 21 squad, which kind of demonstrates how highly um, they rate him uh, over there. Um, so, yeah, uh, Sylvain Ripple, I think, is the uh, uh, the France under 21 boss who clearly rates him significantly. Right then, uh, that's part one. We're going to move to part two and your questions right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, Pinny Ween says, are you as happy as I am that Mourinho lost the Europa League final? Uh, of course. <laughs> Very happy indeed that Sevilla were crowned champions. That was kind of part of me that I didn't really mind who won. Um, it would have been an amazing achievement, of course, for, uh, for um, I think, Roma to, to go from winning the UEFA Conference League and then the Europa League. And of course, with their positioning, I'm checking the Serie A table. They're still going to be in the Champions League next season no so they won't be so they would have been in the champions league next season um but instead they'll be back in the europa league because they finished sixth um well they i assume there's still one more game to be played they could still finish uh, outside of that juventus could still hop into that top six if they were to win and Rome were to lose but they can't get into the top four so let's wait and see uh june 3rd is the uh the last games interesting that seria doesn't put all of their games on the last day at the same time very interesting indeed. But Juventus and Roma are playing when? Are they playing at the same time? Roma plays Spezia. Uh, they do play at the same time. So maybe that's the way that it's been sorted. But uh, interesting indeed. Um, Sevilla, just brilliant at that competition. Mendilibar as well. Great for him. He's a really, really good coach. I remember his time at Abar, uh, kind of getting them up from um, the second tier of Spanish football. And for some time, established Abar in La Liga. Uh, really good coach. So very happy for him as well. Uh, Louis says, Tom, what were your wage demands when Edu came knocking after seeing your performances? Um, you know, if, if, get me in the Diamond Club each week and to sample their food and I'm happy. You know, that's where we went up to the Diamond Club after the game and that's where everyone chilled out afterwards. But uh, yeah, it was great. If you've not yet watched um, Mike from the Gooners pod, in fact, I should be able to get the video up to show you um, and share my screen. Let's see if I can share my screen with you guys because I know he was very happy uh, watching things. Uh, Moose, who uh, from TalkSport as well, um, was certainly excited to be uh, filmed by Mike. For most of it, got a lot of his saves involved. Let me just share my screen with you guys so you can see Mike's penalty. He actually had a goalkeeper uh, in there. I tried to tell him, I was like, if you don't have a goalkeeper, it's just much, much easier to uh, <laughs> to score. But here you go. Uh, this is Mike taking a penalty at the Emirates. Straight down the yeah! left-hand side. Good celebrations <laughs> there. I mean, many a player done at the Emirates and the knee slide as well. <laughs> Perfection. So, uh, yeah, it was a great day and um, I would absolutely love to do it again next year. Hopefully, I'll still be able to. But uh, as I said, I'm supposed to be playing um, at Molyneux on tomorrow in Birmingham. Well, in Wolverhampton. But um, I feel so broken. I feel so incredibly broken. Um, let's go to Steve says, nasty question. We can only have one, Saliba or Rice? Uh, Saliba. Saliba is far more irreplaceable than Rice. I think there is alternatives to Rice. I don't think there is any alternatives to Saliba. I think we absolutely should do it. As Zahid says, should we consider Charles Watts as Xhaka's replacement? 
absolutely potentially we could include him um <laughs> charles's goal is very good i look i look look forward to editing that together hopefully a little bit later today and hopefully i can upload it at some point but uh yes adam says charles what's wants that footage i know he's already got it adam he's already got it don't you worry he already has the footage uh mike sent it to him yesterday um Harry says, Sorry, our fairness, no chance. Make sure you, as I said earlier in the show, you're subscribed to Harry's channel, Chronicles of Aguda, if you're not already. Um, no fairness whatsoever. <laughs> the scheduling of some of the leagues is crazy, honestly. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Mohammed says, Tom, what's your opinion on the Hungarian player Dominic Zoboslai? 60 million release clause. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think there are options out there for that kind of creative player that we could use in the left eight roles obviously is more of a player that plays on the left hand side can play on the right as well and has played mostly exclusively on the right and left this season rather than playing as an attacking midfielder but who knows maybe he's a versatile player that Arsenal would like now uh, they certainly did like him in the past when he was at Salzburg but uh, not as keen it seems Gabri Vega James Madison Mason Mount are said to be ones that they're looking at more so but I think Zoboslai would be a great option but 60 million is quite a lot of money um to pay um Nuna says oh same question about Zoboslai hi I remembered how much you admire Zoboslai at Salzburg do you think that he would be better over Madison for the left eight role no I don't I think Madison would be a better option uh for the left eight role he played that position a lot more has Madison and he's got that Premier League experience and he's homegrown as well which is always a bit of a a bonus too so no i'd rather sign james madison uh, at this moment in time um chris says you have 260 million after player sales who would you spend it on are oh, these classic questions i mean we don't know how much players are going to cost it's that's what that's the, always the kind of the problem with this I'd, if if Rice is going to cost 100 million, I'd spend 100 million on him. If you could spend 80 million of that as well on uh, Buenos Caicedo, I would. I'd sign Rafa Guerrero on a free transfer. That's the left back sorted. I'd sign Sasha Bowie now. I think that I was convinced by Reese that he's a fantastic option for Arsenal. So 20 million pounds on him. That takes us up to, to 200 million. So I've got 60 million left to spend. Um, I would like to see a right-sided centre-back potentially brought in. Simakan, I guess bringing in Simakan instead of Bowie would actually offer you coverage at right-back and right-sided centre-back. So maybe Simakan instead for £35 million. That leaves me with, what, uh, £45 million left to bring in a forward? Rasmus Hoyland, I think I would then bring in with the remaining £45 million. So there you go. There's 260, uh, and that's what I'm spending it on. Uh, let's go to Toby says, how large a PSG bid would it take for you to agree to sell Martin Odegaard? I don't think there is an amount of money, um, Toby, that would convince me. I mean, I'm talking like 200 million quid, maybe. (laughs) There's no way he's just not, he's not, he's not sellable. You know, he's absolutely priceless to this team and I would not sell him for any amount of money that they would reasonably offer for him. Uh, Anne says, have you seen the rumours about Arda Gula? He looks like an Odegaard type of attacker. I have seen them. I'm going to be doing a little bit more digging on that story because um, I've heard some good things. But uh, I'm going to do some more digging on that, Anne, before I kind of talk about that in more detail. Uh, the Blue Cannon says, uh, would you prefer Gonzalo Ramos or Dusan Vlaovic? Uh, do you think if we sell a striker like Eddie O'Balligan, it's necessary to replace them? I do. I think we need to bring in a different style of forward. Vlaovic is more of a known quantity and I had a struggling season at Juventus to be honest I don't think he got more much more than 10 goals in the league uh whereas Ramos I I really like scores goals for fun has that physicality and verticality as well I think I'd rather 
shoot the shot for Goncalo Ramos instead and see what he would be able to do um, over Vlaovic. But I'd still be interested to see what Vlaovic could achieve. But I really do like Ramos as a profile. I think he's a very, very interesting forward to potentially get in. And Mohammed says, what is the transfer budget? No one knows, mate. No one genuinely has a clue. Yeah, Is it beyond the realms of possibility that Arsenal could spend 300 million this summer? I don't think it's unrealistic at all anymore to suggest that Arsenal could spend that much money. If we sell a lot of players, who knows? But no one knows. So I always tell people, if you ever see kind of the war chest stories or Arsenal have X amount of money to spend or Arsenal have got financial restrictions, no one knows. No one knows how much Arsenal have to spend because that's not information that they are going to ever leak, ever give any information out about to agents, you know, to, to many people within the club, to, 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 to potential um, intermediaries or even to players or other clubs. It's just not what they want to give. So always, 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 whenever you see a story saying Arsenal have X amount of money to spend, take it with a pinch of salt because nobody knows. Uh, Louis says, is the budget at least 7 million? At least. I'm going to say yes, but take that with a pinch of salt because no one knows. <laughs> so it could be, but it might not be. Um, Seb says, at least 50 million more than last season. Again, no one knows. <laughs> there is no way of knowing how much Arsenal's budget is because it is not information that they want to, to give out. Um, so I can watch this one video, says, which is a fantastic name, uh, says, have you heard anything on Gnabry? Only that he's very happy at Bayern and has no interest at the moment in leaving. So, uh, no, I don't think that that's a move that will happen this summer. Uh, NVR says, what's your thoughts on Reese Nelson's contract offer? It feels like cost-cutting, uh, a.k.a. Eddie's contract. I Cost-cutting? I mean, Arsenal could potentially spend upwards of £200 million this summer. And if we're being very honest, the only wide players that Arsenal really are good enough to come in are the likes of Moussa Diaby for instance. And these wingers are going to cost you 60, 70 million quid, you know, to bring in a player that's going to compete with, um, with Bakaya Saka genuinely. And that's what you need. You need someone that's going to compete with him to be able to invest, to make an investment. You're going to be spending a silly amount of money. And if we're very honest, we have a lot of options in our forward line already. We have Saka, we have Martinelli, we have Jesus, we have Nketiah, we have Reese Nelson, we have Smith Rowe, we have Fabio Vieira, I feel like I'm forgetting Trossard uh, as well. You know, we have a lot of options. Our priorities are midfield and our priority, secondly, is in defence. And those are the two areas that we need to make sure that we get the strength in depth and the competition and the rotational options in to make sure that the 42 goals that we conceded this season go down. We can't concede 42 goals if we want to win a title. You've got to be conceding in your 30s and the low 30s at that as well. So we cannot afford to do that. Now, we kept a lot of clean sheets last season. I think it was, what, 12 away clean sheets in the league, something like that, which is amazing. But we can we kept like three or four at home. I think it was four in the end. Four clean sheets at home after the Wolves game. You've got to do better than that. So, the in terms of Reese Nelson's uh, contract, no, I don't think it's cost-cutting. I just think that it's sensible... Um, you know, you're keeping a good talent in your club. Let's be honest, the players that have come off the bench, Nelson's done more than most, you know, off the bench this season. His performances have been good. His impact's been great. And I just hope that if he if he indeed is given a new deal, that we see um, the performances continue. Because there's always that fear, isn't there, when a player signs a new deal, 
they've been playing for that new deal and now they've got an excuse to dip their performance. I'm hoping that's not going to be the case with Nelson. And I think that there is no downsides to keeping him whatsoever. And I just think that any possibility of signing a player that can compete with Saka as a right winger, you know, someone who is actually a right-sided player, uh, and Nelson can play comfortably on both, I think you know, you're just going to have to end up spending a hell of a lot of money that we won't have because we need to spend that big, big money for me on a centre-forwards, on midfielders and a defender. The centre-forward is the interesting one because I think actually Jesus can offer a rotation to Saka. Jesus is a winger, in my view, a wide player playing centre-forward. And I think if we can bring in a centre-forward to offer something, that'd be great. Francis Cumpkin says, what are your thoughts on Yonto? I can't say that I can corroborate any claims about the Arsenal are interested in Yonto. There's been suggestions I've seen on social media yesterday. Um, I've personally heard nothing on that. Doesn't mean it's not true, of course. I've just not personally heard anything myself. I know he's a player that Arsenal have watched, like the same way that they've watched a lot of players. But the intention to move for him, I don't know about. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, let's go to Vanaduti. He says, are we quick to dismiss a player based on their level dropping off for a season if they have previously had two, three or four good seasons before the poor one? Um, a good example of that would potentially be who, Vanaduti? Um, I suppose in terms of transfer targets, Tielemans is a good option. You know, he's had one relatively low profile season but prior to that was doing really good things for a couple of years james madison is still a good season but maybe not as good as, as the ones previously um i think there's another transfer target as well that's a less good season i can't think who it is it's on the tip of my tongue but i've forgotten but yeah maybe we are and i always try to look at the kind of the whole profile of players uh and their progression and what they've done in the last few years before making a kind of your mind up on somebody um there are players out there that can give you a lot who is it i'm really that's really going to bother me who it was um Blahovic, i guess is maybe one of them yes um that said you know his final season for fiorentina before he made that move to juve there were still question marks about that even though he ended up scoring a fair few goals in the second in, in the second half of that season after he joined juve but maybe Vlahovic is is one of them um but yeah mason says what is your point of view of leicester massively underachieved this season made some really horrible decisions regarding appointments they probably should have stuck with brendan rogers until the end of the campaign to be fair i don't know what getting dean smith in um was done <laughs> other than almost guarantee their their relegation they probably should have stuck with brendan rogers um and saw if they would have picked up some more points but uh yeah, that's. It's, I think they hopefully will come straight back up. I have no qualms against Leicester. I like Leicester as a club, so yeah. Uh, Mudrick is not a bad idea. Mason Mount is actually the one I was thinking of. Thank you, this is Bunga, um, for that. Uh, he is the player I think I think of the most. Last few seasons has been really good, and if we were linked to him last summer, maybe you know, the idea of signing would be a lot more attractive to people. But this season, obviously, has not been as great. But the whole of Chelsea hasn't been as good, and I think maybe that's why there's a bit of a disparaging look at Mason Mount as a, as a potential target. Um, let's go to, let's scroll up a little bit more. Uh, Louis says, Tom, last season we were looking at Vlaovic while we were looking at Jesus. Different profiles. I think that shows that we want a striker as well as Jesus. I see this as a Jesus moving to right wing cover. Yeah, I mean, that's just what I've talked about, isn't it? I think that there is scope for us to bring in a centre forward that would also open up the door to seeing Dusan Vlaovic or a player of that ilk come in and offer a greater level of variability, a variation rather, um, to that centre-forward position as well. Um, Carl says, Tom, did you hear about the Smith-Rowe news? I did indeed. David Ornstein reporting that Smith-Rowe is set to stay. 
at Arsenal this summer and that Arsenal have no intention of allowing Smith Rowe to leave, uh, which is really, really good news. And I very much appreciate that. I think it's a good thing. I didn't want to see him go. I always felt a little bit uncomfortable at the idea of letting Smith Rowe go because seeing him go somewhere else and, you know, flourishing was never a good thing. I was always thinking, well, I could see it happening, but I never felt good about it. And I'm glad that he indeed is going to be staying. And says, Charles Watch has posted the video of his goal. Brilliant 10-touch goal. Even Tom gets a touch of the ball. I do indeed. Right, let's jump over. Let's let's share this video. Come on, for those that haven't seen it yet. Charles Watts, has he shared the video? Yes, he has. Still time to call it back. Let me, let me just mute that. And then let me share my screen with you guys. Here it is. Here we go. Um, so, yeah, this is the goal. So a touch there, uh, got back on the ball. Uh, he runs, then plays it back, should come back to the left-hand side. I then get a touch of it on the left, turn the player, get a little touch on the line uh, to Charles. Charles then switches the player across to Charlie. Uh, Charlie then with a ball to his right. He's going to get a one-two of a little flick back here to across to Charles, flicks it up on the volley. There's a handball, but it still goes in anyway. Great goal, great team goal. I think every single outfield player touched the ball once um in that move uh it was a really really good goal so uh i'm not claiming an assist marcus no uh i was involved in the build-up that's all i can say and uh yeah it was a very very good goal indeed so uh and that was actually the it was the last kick of the game we were 2-1 down and uh charles with the team and a great goal managed to uh managed to secure a very very good uh, finish indeed and you can see the smile on his face he was very very happy Apple, happy indeed uh, to contribute to that. Anyway, we're going to round off the show there. There's over a thousand of you watching. Thank you so much for continuing to help support the channel. It means so, so much to me. Um, and uh, it's great to see so many of you rejoining us and returning to the show for the brand new summer transfer window. Uh, we'll be continuing to bring more updates uh, and more uh, information about what's going on in the world of Arsenal transfers, rounding up all the latest from the last 24 hours. As I told you earlier on in the show, we will be having a, a tactical breakdown tonight, looking in more dedicated and stringent fashion at Ivan Fresneda. So do turn on those notifications so uh, you can get updated on that. So that will be coming out a little bit later on today fingers crossed tomorrow there should be a show tomorrow i shouldn't be leaving until a little bit later on in the afternoon if indeed i feel as though my body can take another round of football this time at molyneux um we'll wait and see thank you everybody for tuning in very much appreciate your time drop a like on the video subscribe if you are new with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show and as always up the arsenal It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.